0: Welcome to another edition of Practical Reliability, Insights on the Practical Implementation of Holistic Reliability, brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success. I'm George Williams, and with me is
1: Joe Anderson. All right, Joe, Joe, today is an awesome, awesome episode. Um, We actually have... um, Rob Kavarowski with us from Rob's reliability project yep um, and and you know Rob has interviewed us in the past and <clears throat> we've not yet had an opportunity to return that favor um, so this is this is really exciting Rob welcome welcome to the show
2: thanks for having me on guys and and again I mean thanks for coming on my podcast I was I had a great time each time
1: yeah, yeah. You, you know it's really it's really interesting you know you, you we're kind of open and and we're like a, a A couple of guys that just want to make learning easier for everybody right and as many platforms as that can happen in is none of it's a negative right so uh, it's really nice that that you were willing to come on and and talk to us today
2: no i mean i think like we're clearly on the same page with that i mean for me like one of the reasons i started the podcast was i have a really hard time reading reliability books (laughs) And they're just to me, they're really no offense to people who wrote them, but they're they're dry. And for me, I also have a hard time reading white papers as well. And I get a ton of content through podcasts and through audio, and I like to talk to people to learn stuff. And so that's why I started mine. And, you know, it's taken off. Now I do I do pictures. I do video. I do the whole bit. So
0: it's been fun. Well, you went to MIT, right? So I can understand why you think all that is dry, because you're so smart. Me, I can't even read, so I have a problem, (laughs) regardless. (laughs) So I enjoy the podcast as well, because it helps me out. So at this point, you're at
1: this point, you're producing uh, you know a weekly podcast pretty much every day. You're cutting a snippet out of that. What, what's been the reaction from the industry? How how have you been received thus far?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, probably the best content that people like is the daily picture with a quote on it. Um, I think that's the nature of where people's attention spans are at. Yep. where it's literally like it takes them five seconds to read it, they like it, they move on. It That's kind of where it's at. Um, the podcast, like fairly good receptions. I think some people, like the quotes, The they kind of bring people into the full episode if it interests them. And, you know, it, it, you're getting more than if you spoke at a conference. So the way, I mean, for me, it's we're just spreading the word, and then also I can talk about what I want to talk about.
0: Right. That's awesome. And you've had a lot of of great names in the industry on your podcast. Who would you say is your favorite? You better say Georgia well, Joe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make <laughs> sure clearly my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I just so wanted to. So aside sure. from that. <laughs>
1: yeah, who gave a really great interview?
2: Um, I mean, there's been some really good ones like, uh, Bob Latino about root cause analysis was really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah.
2: He's got some really great insight on that process. And then even after that, I mean, what was great for me was, uh, they reached out, they, they showed me their Proact software, gave me some of their, some of the content that they've sort of produced over the years in terms of root cause analysis training, and it's really helped me kind of see and learn more than I knew about it. Right. Um, Rick Ricky Smith was another great guest. Yep. He came on. He had some really good insight in storeroom management. Right. Um, and Ricky Nancy... keeps
0: things very, very simple to where it's easy to understand. He doesn't get real... Uh, complicated in the way. Is that a white paper? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. He, yeah I mean, <laughs> but he understands. <laughs> he wrote the... a lot of books. Yeah. Did he you did. read his
1: books, Rob? I have. Were they boring?
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean. Well, he... if,
2: I'm, if I'm being truly honest, I haven't read a lot of, their, a lot of his books. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> or anyone's, right? Because it's yeah. just not your medium for learning. And I, yeah, right. I get that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I've read uh, Maintenance, Reliability, Best Practice, with there was a Ramesh book and Most. then other than that i read the one of the cre books it's like a math book right but but obviously that's up my alley is it right? the
0: uh, red one from asq the primer yeah, it's, one, the primer. Of the, it's the
2: primer. one of the asq ones yeah.
0: i
1: forget they actually just the came out with well, a new one that's actually a book that you can get on amazon now okay. instead of buying the it used i have to be all the primer, the, old, the binder with yeah, the disc and everything
0: that's what i have the binder. yeah
1: you can actually go right on amazon now and and get that content and, and do the prep work yeah
0: nice so oh, yeah. so
1: talk to us about the, you, you mentioned you're doing the podcast you're doing some daily quotes um in addition to that you're doing some video i maybe some folks don't know about the your videos what are you producing there
2: Yeah, so if you follow Rob's Reliability Project either on LinkedIn or I have a YouTube page as well, or Facebook, you'll get at least one weekly video. Awesome. Um, Every once in a while, they're kind of more produced. I'm I'm trying to do a produced one every probably two to three weeks. And uh, like you guys have seen them, the first couple have been, there was one about a screwdriver, one about a sledgehammer, just kind of – a black and white comical look at how we use some old tools.
0: Right. Yeah. And they're awesome. My, my fear is this right. Sledgy and screwy. are going to get very upset at you because they're locked in the closet i'd be afraid to sleep at night i'm just saying you know (laughs) what i liked was what i liked was
1: his attention to detail to his ppe right he goes out out to work on a car he's got he's got the safety vest on the glasses the hard hats on (laughs) yeah
0: it was great i thought you did a Uh, fantastic fantastic job and and if
1: anybody out there is listening probably not but if anyone's actually listening (laughs) you know they should reach out to, to rob's reliability project and take a Take a good look at some very educational videos, um, listen to some very educational podcasts, and then go to the lighter side and, and uh, see some some comical uh, uh, videos as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: I mean it's like it's like this, right? Like we can educate and we can entertain, and it, it can't all be this. I mean, it can't all be just education. Like we have to have some fun with it, and I mean, plus I had a lot of fun making them. So. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: No doubt, and and you you know it's a you're absolutely right. I think um you know a little bit of levity, a little bit of uh, remove some of that stigmata and that dryness that you're saying exists in some of the text, and and make it a little bit more entertaining to learn um, about reliability and asset
0: management and all the topics that sit within that. Well, We got to make learning fun, or you're not going to want to learn. I mean that's that's kind of. The point of all this, right, is there's got to be some entertainment value. So Rob's Reliability Project
1: is actually growing into much more than just a media for learning. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about the expansion of that business and, and what you have to offer?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you guys, like, obviously, you guys know um, I was laid off in February and I'm kind of at a crossroads and I've, I'm kind of walking the line, I guess, between both the looking for a new job but also offering services myself and I started I mean I've already kind of built a platform where I can sort of deliver a message to people and so I figured you know if any of my listeners or any of the people that have the same passion for reliability as me if they need some support on their end at their sites that I can help them do that and You know, like right now, it looks like it's going to be some training and maybe some consulting or some project work. It'll all be kind of very highly customized because, to be honest, I don't really have a lot right now that's structured. But, you know, I have experience in the industry. I also have access to guys like you, and it's like if we need to come up with a project, if I'm not the guy, I know somebody who I can ask questions to, or I can hook you up with the right people.
1: Well, you have the right background. I mean, what, you know, what, you have a background in mining, you, you've got, uh, you know, um, certainly mechanical engineering, is it mechanical engineering degree? Is that right? Yes, sir. And that's uh, MIT. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, you, you know, and,
1: and you certainly had a very good mentor um, early in your career um, with Jeff. So So, you know, I think I think certainly the world is your oyster when it comes to reliability. There's an awful lot of opportunity, um, and any organization that gets an opportunity to partner with you to improve their plan, um, I, I think will quickly find that you're the right person for that.
2: <laughs> and hopefully it happens sooner than later.
1: <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> it, it'll go from sledgy to
0: screwy to boxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the box. Here's the box. (laughs) Look how reliable my house is. (laughs) Uh, No, that's not the case, right? We have all the faith in the world for
1: you, brother. Yeah.
2: So No, but I mean on that note, if you guys have any ideas for some of the other tools, like Cliff Williams actually was the he was the genesis for Screwy. So if you have ideas, let me know.
1: Awesome. Yeah, if we have ideas, we're gonna make our own videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, maybe we need to collaborate. Maybe yeah, we'll we need to, to collaborate on some videos. When when will you be in Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, last time we spoke, we were we were um, we were um, at a location, a, a public location, and we kind of had a conversation about public speaking. Um, Have you had any opportunities or do you have any opportunities coming up um, in that space?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll be, well, I'll be at Ultrasound World mid-February. I don't, I'm not speaking, but if if any of your listeners are there, I will be podcasting. So that's that's on the up and up there. And Joe, uh, maybe we can nail you down for one. Sounds good. Uh, The other ones, I will be at the asset management manitoba summit in winnipeg june 7th i will be hosting one of the tracks there and moderating a panel so i i will interject with my thoughts as as required um but i'll also be podcasting there and then i haven't confirmed it yet but i'm on the committee for the conference so i will be at the main train conference in edmonton in september
0: nice awesome that's yeah. really nice. I'll tell you, Rob, to be honest, seeing your growth and speaking and stuff, I really do enjoy listening to you speak. And no, uh, I, I know I it's appreciate only gonna it. get better. So I mean I'm I'm excited for you. I really am.
2: Yeah, I find that, you know, talking reliability so much with the podcast has really it's helped me kind of crystallize a lot of the thoughts that i had about reliability Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's really helping me connect with different peoples you know just who are going to be part of the audience right all
1: right so enough about you um let's get um some some focus on reliability itself so you're you're conducting a whole bunch of interviews with with quite frankly folks that are held in really high regard in this space Um, what's been your, your, your bring back? What, what are you learning from them in terms of either industry trends or what's lacking out in industry today or where the opportunities are?
2: Yeah, I mean, the opportunity or what's lacking is implementation and implementation skills. So even with, like with everything, with artificial intelligence, with RCM, with root cause analysis, the analysis part, everyone's good at. Or you can read it in a book or you can listen to the show and, and learn it. But it's that culture change, that implementation of those and actually getting the value out of the program that people still struggle with.
1: And, and so have you kind of pondered that? Do you Can you, contrib- can you uh, contribute that to any specific lack of skill sets that, that are local or lack of, you know, what, what are people missing to help them do that?
2: I think what they're missing is part of it's the EQ, right? And that's the same stuff that, like most of us, well, not most of us, because I guess you guys aren't engineers, but um, a lot of us are very technical people. And sorry, sorry. So what I are you saying? You
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying right now? Well, well, I guess my master's was... degree not worth the papers right now. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't go to MIT. Drew. Oh, that's right. The, it, so we really either not, go to MIT or it's yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, you're not an engineer. So
2: <laughs>
1: there's real engineering, MIT, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Just kidding. Rob. We're just kidding. Rob. <laughs> no. I so mean, back what... to back to um, you know what are folks missing to help them to help them better understand, prepare, and go down the path of implementation.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, actually, like what. You know you mentioned is is really like for me specifically like i noticed that the technical side is is really easy for me and it's the people side that i never like i've started to work more towards throughout my career like when i came out of college it was like yeah you know if i sit down and i can optimize this by doing monte carlo simulations it'll work because i have data and everyone will understand the data That's not how the world works, right? And that's been a big realization for me over my career. And then also, you know, the last year or so doing the podcast is I think that a lot of us in the industry, were good at the technical aspects of this is RCM. This is how it works. This is vibration analysis. You know, if we do the FFT, it means this. But what does that mean to the guy who's turning the wrench on the floor? that is still what we lack and then we also lack the opposite end which is what does it mean to the guy on the floor but what does it mean to the ceo because right. those are different things
1: and, and i think that's a significant point that you're bringing up right you can learn that the skill sets are around any one of these tools or approaches but the application of it requires you to engage people in order for it to be successful you've got to engage people and and we in the industry as a whole we tend to kind of fall apart at that, at that point.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think like you guys specifically have done that well over your careers, but there's other people like I would even include myself in this bucket is that has been a weakness for me.
1: And it's something you work on, right? I, you know, I, I've used an analogy before that I used I used to get sat down all the time and told you have got to work on your soft skills. You got to work on your soft skills and that, believe it or not. So <laughs> So I, I, you know, somebody sat me down and said, look, put a sticky note on your computer that says, what is your goal? And I'd be rewriting my emails over and over again because instead of putting somebody in their place, I got to think about how am I going to get what I want, right? And that kind of helped me transition, um, you know, at least kind of work on my soft skills. They're still not very good, but uh, I think you, you bring up a good point. We've, it's a, it takes work. It takes work to get um, good at building relationships. It is work. To build those relationships, make them lasting, and to get people on your side, so that they, so that you can understand how to talk to them and how to articulate to them, because everybody learns differently, right? I mean, if I sat you down and said, "Hey, Rob, here's the book, man," here's you know, you, right. th- that's not helping <laughs> you, right?
0: And I would, I would say I'm on the other end. I'm not the super technical guy. You're, you're the soft teddy bear kind. I'm of, the, exactly. well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean but i have the proof i carry it with (laughs) me all the time (laughs) right but i was never the real technical guy i mean i understood how to get a machine running when i was a mechanic i understood basic troubleshooting but if i was to sit with you and try to explain rcm in a technical form i don't know if i could do that not as effectively as you guys could i was the guy that I understood leadership and what it takes to lead people and to motivate people. And I just happened to pick up some of the stuff on the way. I mean, my background, I started in as a mechanic and maintenance. But then for six or seven years, I was in the pizza business on my own restaurant, you know, and and that type of stuff. So um, that gave me a different perspective when I came out from running my restaurant and understanding what drives people and how to give them direction by setting a vision and mission and and goals and driving to accomplish things. That's really all I knew. I didn't have a lot of technical expertise. I had to go to school to learn the technical side. You know, taking your motor controls, your VFD classes, and, and, you know, uh, print reading, all that type of stuff. I had to go learn it. And I was already in management at the time.
1: And the other side of that
0: is, you know, when you when you go to formal school, there's not a whole lot of
1: training around people. Right. And how to, you know, how to connect with people and how to talk in front of a room full of people. You, you're not getting – all the skill sets that have helped me throughout my career are not ones that you're getting taught right. normally. Mine
0: were all through self-taught. Through your formal education. Yeah. All that was self-taught for me. I was reading leadership books. I was speaking. Um, I would take speech classes in college on purpose because I wanted to get better because I'd always read these leaders are saying, if you're not a good speaker, you won't be successful in your career. So I worked on it and worked on it. So,
1: so Rob, you, you, you mentioned that this this is an area that you're actively working on. Um, are there particular, um, either texts or courses or Toastmasters or, you know, is, is there something you're doing actively, that you could pass on to to readers to kind of help them as well?
2: I mean, I think the first thing is just, the first thing is being aware of it. Right. Like I think for me, the the one thing is I'm an introverted guy and it's easier for me to sit at my desk and do some analysis and not talk to someone for the whole
0: day. (laughs) That's me too. (laughs) That's so funny you said that. (laughs) Because that's really, it's me. I'm kind of the funny guy in the room, but I don't want to be and i don't want to be there i'm kind of like you know i just really i think that's everybody right yeah i mean <laughs> everybody in reliability right i mean yeah. it's funny <laughs> I, I can relate bro
2: yeah and it's like you just have to make a point that you have to go out and talk to people and you have to talk to people that are not just the people in your department you have to go out and talk to you know human resources finance uh you know maintenance operations management like you have to just make a point of it. And, you know, for me, that's, that's the big thing. It's just like the other stuff. I mean, I listened to a bunch of entrepreneurship podcasts and, and uh, self-development or whatever the word self-help, not exactly self-help, whatever personal development podcasts. And those ones, you know, that's really, you know, those were also a catalyst for starting the podcast and kind of taking a step up in, you know, taking a step up and sort of taking charge of my own kind of career.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good advice. You know, it, you you know, you get done work, you go home, you've got a lot of options. You can kind of, you know, hang out and watch television or you can actively work on your own personal development. And I think that's a, you know, and, and, and some folks are happy right where they're at. And they're, You know, they, they're an analyst and they're going to be an analyst and they're perfectly happy being an analyst. Um, but for folks that are trying to drive the organizational evolution, self-help is a and, and personal development is a critical area for them to continue to work on.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if they're listening to this show, it's something that they value as well.
1: Hey, just one other thing. So, so out in uh, where you're at, out in Edmonton, you're also hosting some social events. And can you kind of walk us through that?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing that I've started. We actually had our second one last night. Um, It's really just a matter of, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't one here. There's a, a, a large maintenance and reliability community, like lots of industry in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and in just in Alberta in general. And there were meetings in Calgary and meetings in Fort McMurray. And so, I was like, well, I'm looking for a job, plus I, you know, want to meet people in the area to talk reliability. Like, it's something that I enjoy. And so I I started this meetup, and, it, like, last night we had seven people that came out. And, awesome. you know, we're planning on, you know, the email list is at, like, 35 people right now. Awesome. So it's building quickly, and I, you know, I'm going to continue doing one a month for as long, well, as long as I'm here, I
0: guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so you guys meet socially, you, you go someplace, throw back a couple of suds and, and discuss what?
2: Yeah, I mean, like last night, we just really talked about just challenges, what kind of stuff people are working on. Uh, you know, I hadn't met most of the people that, I, that were there last night. So it was just like meeting them, building relationships, that kind of networking that we all do
1: i think that's great i think that's fantastic because not only do you get a chance to you know potentially meet some other people and and have that social piece it, it also lends its hand to what you were talking about about being an introvert and and trying to work on your people skills uh, and in addition to that well you learn from each other you learn what challenges are going on what people are facing how they're dealing with it you know there's one of the i i don't even want to say one of the the biggest thing i get out of going to conferences is that whole
0: piece of yeah, the social and so, and so
1: you're taking that directly to the source mm-hmm. uh, of what I consider to be the biggest benefit of attending those conferences. And you're, you're kind of drilling that down and getting rid of all the other stuff. And, uh, and, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. It's a great
0: idea for sure.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think that like there was, there's two of those aspects, George is like, they're definitely right. And they're definitely how I felt about it is like, most of us go to a couple of conferences a year and there's like a heavy cost to that. And so for people, if they can drive, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes and meet with some of these people, if they have a question, they can ask it. We'll, we'll do our best to answer it, those types of things. But it's also that, you know, building those networks, becoming more extroverted, like, to be honest, I had a little anxiety yesterday before I went to the meeting, but, I went, nothing, you know, everything went well. Everyone was nice and, you know, it was great. Awesome.
1: All right, Rob. So this was a really good conversation. We got to understand you a little bit in your background. We got to understand exactly what Rob's Reliability Project is all about and where it's going. Uh, In addition, some of the things that you'll be attending soon uh, and the incredible work you're doing with trying to build a community out, out in the Edmonton area. Um, so thank you so much for for being on Practical Reliability. We, we really appreciate your time.
2: No, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm looking forward to having you guys back on my show.
1: Awesome. Really I can't too. wait. All right, so thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Reliability. For Joe Anderson, I'm George Williams. Go make tomorrow better than today.
0: For questions on this or any other topics, email us at ask at reliabilityx.com. This has been another episode of Practical Reliability brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success.